decided to <laughs> create a little... They me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but maybe I should have thought about that beforehand. But anyway, this is, uh, this is our first episode of the podcast. Uh, we were thinking about doing a little podcast, um, mostly because, well, why I'm really keen is just to do some interviews for, like, professors, because we both study at UMSW. And, uh, yeah, I suppose I just want to get a more in-depth of the research currently going on. Anyway, uh, we'll do individual introduction. All right, Sneha, you want to go first? Um, And I just like talking about performance, dopamine, um, stress, and basically things that add value into your productivity in day-to-day life. And I feel like starting a podcast would just, like, help me keep discipline in something and keep me accountable for a lot of things that I want to do. So, yeah, that's basically what I wanted to start a podcast. And I've been thinking about doing a podcast since last year. So yeah, I'm glad same. I met Lucian. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot to do my little intro. Well, I kind of already did my little intro, but I'll do a bit more in-depth one. Yeah. I feel like just knowing what's going on at your university is good. And there's not really much of a chance, entertainment-wise, to actually get information about that. Like, obviously, you can do looking papers, but... So we'd yeah. rather do the boring stuff so people can get the interesting stuff. I think, like, eventually it would be nice to, like, interview professors. That, yeah. That's what Lucian, yeah, yeah, you, you, you wanted yeah, to you, do. Yeah, well, I, I don't mind if it's not your thing because you want to do more dopamine stuff and you want to I do, and I also like, yeah, stuff, exercise right? and maybe interview people, like, I don't know, sports people. Well, there you go. Or, yeah. like, things... Because I remember listening to... I was obsessed with this one podcast, um, Steve Bartlett's um what's it diary of the ceo mm. where he's interviewed people from like entrepreneurs comedians to sports persons and all of them mm. mostly from the uk and it's really beautiful because he digs into the main themes that he digs into is how these developmental years shaped their way of like thinking and how they've shaped their life from their child early childhood experiences yeah, yeah, yeah. and i know lucian you love development yeah i, I do well, like my so. development Alright, so we'll go, so the other day we were talking about uh, the uh, box question, which is like a philosophy kind of thing. I asked if you would prefer to be in a box, which is just pure pleasure, pure dopamine, pure like high. You could be on like, I don't know, it's like, yeah, a constant high basically in like a single box where there's nothing. (laughs) Or would you, would you rather have the life that you have now? basically and has your answer changed i think my previous answer was i would not be in the box yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but also like i was we were talking about this for out for like half an hour or something like that on yeah, yeah. What, we, we, we talked about it for a little bit yeah. yeah like for me it's just hard to think about this scenario where you get pleasure out of doing nothing i feel like you always have to do something to get pleasure No, but i'm saying like there's actually i was actually doing a tiny bit of research on this and there's actually a comic i found yeah and it's like kind of a different version of what well, was kind of making fun of this philosophy question in about a time traveler who's like now they travel forward in time and when they travel forward in time like the world is like i think overgrown or something and she can't find any humans mm-hmm. and then eventually she stumbles upon a building and in the building is just all these people in these like uh what's it called stimulation beds that just feed you <laughs> dopamine and serotonin <laughs> and like basically all the good stuff yeah exactly all like all the pleasure 
all the pleasure like feelings and everyone's just in these beds and it's just like millions and millions of beds mm. and like then i think in the end of the comic she goes in one of the beds something like that so it's kind of like the same thing like it's like artificial kind of like pleasure like mm. it's not the pleasure in that you do something and you get happiness out of it it's like artificial like dopamine serotonin like because mm-hmm. oh yeah i actually remember this because it's kind of scary because uh so it's like technology could go as far so making the box question real saying how what if you could control your dopamine and just be high all the time, basically? Like, which is your thinking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think it was in Israel, they actually did, like, a study with a person that had depression. Mm-hmm. And they put a uh, computer chip or something something similar into their brain. Right. Where the dopamine center was. Mm-hmm. And they legit just, like, upped the dopamine with this little chip. Mm-hmm. And his depression just totally went away. And then basically uh, a few days, and then I think it was like maybe a year or two later, his depression came back and he came back and was like, oh, what the hell's going on? The depression's back. Or oh, I thought you fixed it. And everyone was really confused. And then they opened up his head and they found out the batteries ran out in the, right. in the little machine. <laughs> no so they way. replaced the batteries and guess what happened? His depression went away again because wow. it was regulating his dopamine. Mm. So it's kind of like a scary thought that what if technology gets to a point that the pleasure box is real where you can get that artificial pleasure if you want. All right. So we'll, we'll, I, I've been talking a lot. What do you think about all that? I, I don't want to, I feel like the only reason, at least at this point is that I only have motivation to do something because it gives me hope for making my current situation better. Like, I feel like that's the only driving factor. Yeah. And if there was a choice to artificially give you that kind of pleasure and satisfaction, I would reconsider why I would do anything at all. Now, that's an interesting question. All right. Would you... Do you know what a hedonist is? Yeah, yeah. And basically the concept is like, yeah, basically you should only strive for pleasure, basically, Mm. because it just makes the most sense. Like the meaning of life is pleasure. Mm -hmm. That's basically what hedonism is. Would you say you're a hedonist? I think I've definitely thought about this, and I think I am Mm. in a way where... I'm seeking things that give me pleasure, and if I don't get it, the mood is dependent on pleasure. But also, I've tried to think about it from the perspective of, like, enlightened ones, or, you know, people who just have nothing, but they still have, like, they still... And I've I've always found this fascinating about people who live with no technology or anything, and no community as well, Yeah, but... This is, I don't know, <laughs> ignore the sirens in the background. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I've thought about how, like, monks or yogis or, you yeah. know, people who just give up everything and choose to live a life in solitude. I don't know, though. I'm like, like, what's happening in their brains? Like, what's. I feel like this is something that I've read in religious texts. Mm. Um, this concept of like 
you having multiple spiritual lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's kind of like a Buddhist thing, right? Uh, yeah, and even in um, the Bhagavad Gita, it says that there is no afterlife, but your spirit enters a different newborn body and to fulfill its purpose of the enlightened being mm. and to be one with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so from that perspective, I don't I feel like yogis or people who just live life in solitude feel like they're currently living that phase of like fulfilling that purpose like that's the like that's the thing do you think they're happy because of meaning in what they're doing because they have that kind of goal of reaching enlightenment yeah and then again (laughs) uh what's it called uh i forgot there was this uh philosopher he was saying how yeah, you were saying something like there's like high there's like high pleasures and lower pleasures. Like there's different types of pleasure. There's like the lower pleasures, which is like instant gratification, which is like food. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, food. Uh, internet now. now yeah, the internet it. now probably yeah. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> TikTok wasn't around when this guy was around. But he predicted that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he predicted it. Though. Food, sex, sex is yeah, instant pleasure. But the thing is, and then he said the higher pleasures were like more intellectual things mm. that make you think so like yeah the lower ones are things that you can just do you don't think about it it's, it's all fine mm-hmm. high ones is like you think about it so would you say maybe the yogis or these people find pleasure in meaning which is like maybe intellectually stimulating for them i don't know How, intellectually yeah, yeah do you think it's intellectually stimulating to live by yourself I personally, I can't imagine myself living in complete solitude at the moment because I'm so deeply invested in society. Yeah, that's the thing. Like humans are social creatures. I don't understand. Yeah, it it is it, difficult to imagine, and maybe it's just because I'm a Westerner. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I've grown up all my life in the West, but I can't, it's difficult to imagine to live a happy life without people. I've definitely. I feel like it's a concept or an ideal that I've wanted to explore before, like giving up everything yeah, and living a life in that extreme. But what's it called? Siddhartha. Siddhartha, Gautama Buddha. He says, he he says that that's not the way though. He does? Yeah, because don't you know the story story of Siddhartha? Isn't that exactly what he did though? Yeah, exactly. So He sat under a tree. Well, I'll, I'll say the story and you tell me if it's wrong or right. I've heard a version of the story through YouTube videos, so uh, you're probably well, right. I, 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 I've heard it through a couple of things. I think I read a book. Mm. Yeah, it was a book, I think. And the story I heard was that he's basically a rich guy. So <laughs> yeah. And he's just like a rich kid. He's like super like snobby. No, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, joking. I'm, sure, I'm sure he wasn't. But bas- anyway, uh, it was a rich kid. And then basically he didn't find any, he didn't really find pleasure in money. Or like being really wealthy and having more than other people. Mm. So what he did is he went into like a forest and he just gave up everything. So he just took everything away. Uh, he had nothing. He didn't eat anything. He he only had like offerings or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he went in the forest and he like sat by himself with nothing basically. He had no material things or anything like that. Uh, I don't I don't know how long he did it, but I think it was a long time. Mm. And then eventually he realized, this is when he, I think, became like the Buddha. He realized, hang on, I'm not happy either, having nothing. 
So he so then that's when he like it clicked in him saying that oh having too little is bad and having too much is bad. So the what's it called the center path is the way to go. Well, that, that, that that's the version I heard. So like yeah. Right. But I also think the ideals of Buddhism is detachment and suffering, right? Oh. Detachment from outcome and suffering is a part of life. Maybe that's the balanced part, potentially. Uh, but there's also, okay. from what I've heard, there's a lot of trains of thought within Buddhism itself. Yeah, there itself. is. There's like Tibetan. Yeah. There's other ones. Anyway, um, <clears throat> we went a bit off track there. <laughs> what do you think is more important in life than pleasure? Self-satisfaction. What? No, self-satisfaction is... No. Harmony. Harmony? Yeah. Well, how do you define harmony? Like, I feel like there's a very positive connotation with pleasure itself. Mm. I think harmony is like to accept things as it is. The good and the bad. So, like, being content. Being, yeah, contentment. Rather than being happy all the time, it's alright. It's good to be content as well with everything you have. Yeah. Like, contentment with... Just, like, not accepting bad situations in a way where it, it demot- like demotivates you, but accepting things because... It's a part of like this circle of like good and bad. Mm, what do you mean by that? Like, I feel like sometimes a big part of feeling really low is because we dwell into shortcomings more than we're meant to. That's a very human thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Focusing on the negative. Yeah, that's something that I had to learn for a while. Trying to, what's it called? A good, a good psychology thing that I learned was when you have a negative voice, which I'm sure a lot of people do. The good thing is to create a positive voice to like combat it. So <laughs> but whenever, it's so hard. So to whenever, so, but the, it's not. It's not too hard. Well, it is hard. Obviously, it was different for different. It's different for everyone. Mm. But for me, it was all right when I explained a way to do it. So basically the way I, I got explained to do it was that try and be really aware of yourself. So whenever you're aware of yourself and you hear a negative voice, mm-hmm. try to say something the exact opposite when that thought comes up. So when a negative thought comes up, say the exact opposite to like balance it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It, 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 I, I think it's helped me. It eventually it, works. Yeah. It like Especially if I'm like in a bad place, I think it helps a lot. Mm-hmm. But if it's like every day... Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think sometimes uh, if you're in a difficult situation, just l- thinking about, learning how to think about different situations is really important because in the end we can get in our own heads and that's kind of like a big danger. <laughs> Which is another reason why I don't understand how people can live by themselves because imagine being in your own head so much and then you don't have anyone else to kind of like snap you out of it if you're going in a weird direction that no one... <laughs> That no, no one understands because I don't know. I, th- I think some people are like that. Well, I, yeah. I've known a people and I've done that before when I like started thinking in really like strange right ways and people are like, what? What are you talking about? Like isolation. Yeah, like like you just start like assuming things 
sometimes. Like, you just start, like, assuming, oh, this is how it is. I've thought about it a lot. But it's... it's, Sometimes it might be, like, slightly true, but, like, I think most of the time you're in your head. (laughs) Yeah. I think, like, contrast definitely widens perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah, if you're in a very negative spot, I think having that positive voice is really awesome. Mm. That's what I think it is. I think, yeah. yeah. So what do you think, though? Can life be lived without pleasure? Is there Uh, anything more important than pleasure? Oh, 100%. I think 100% something more than pleasure. 100%. I think... I don't know. I think... Because obviously... I'm definitely not a hedonist. I can say that for sure. Because hedonism is very reliant on, like, I think, kind of doing things when they pop up. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, like, you do something pleasurable because it pops up into your head. No self-control. Which is all right. Yeah, exactly. It's not really self-control. So, like, say if I want to go, like, partying all weekend Mm because, you know, I just feel like it. I just need that (laughs) happiness. And then I realise I spend, like, $1,000 or something, and I'm like, oh, damn, that probably wasn't good. Yeah. So I think uh, instant gratification is something... It's obviously good in doses, like everything, also, I think. I'm a big believer in, like, you should only do most things in doses. (laughs) Um, But I think... Uh, things that are much more worthwhile where you can get that real like satisfaction is like long-term goals where you have to sacrifice the now for pleasure in the future. So like kind of what we're doing now, studying. We're sacrificing our pleasure. Um, well, not pleasure because you can get pleasure, but it can get difficult. You can feel down. I feel like every, surely, unless you're crazy, uh, everyone kind of has a few down moments when they're studying, but you get through that because you know... If you sacrifice the time now, the pain, you could have more pleasure in the future. Rather than just say, I don't know, not working, staying at home. This is actually pretty bad. I actually know people that do that. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, damn. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I think it's important to think about the future and like having... So this is kind of like circling back to your question in the beginning. Do I think there's things more important than pleasure? think things that are more important than pleasure are meaning the meaning in like having like say a family having a meaning in like a good like a career that you enjoy and a big thing for me is like kind of pushing humanity forward rather than like just having self-interests because at the end of the day like we're all here like i think we all need there's some sort of collective purpose yeah and like i'm not i'm not a competitive type (sighs) Like, I, I think being competitive is Me a good either. thing. Mm. I, I think it is a good thing, and I think I need to be a bit more competitive. <laughs> but I'm not a competitive type. I always kind of want to be around people and everyone to help each other. I'm, I'm always in a keen, like, situation, like... As long as we all bring value together. Yeah, exactly. Because... Yes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just... I feel like, yeah, living in two different countries, it's, it's definitely given me so much more gratitude to be yeah. living over here than... I don't know. I feel like... I feel like environment really plays a role in like shaping perspective and giving you an avenue to explore new ideas yeah. and innovation <clears throat> in a way. But also, sorry, I lost my f- train of thought. Nah, I right. literally had something in my mind to ask again yeah, yeah, yeah. with the idea of like value 
Yeah. And purpose. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I kind of cringe at the word purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's overused. I don't know. It's a cringy word for me. Yeah. Like, because purpose kind of... Purpose kind of makes me think that you should kind of have one in the beginning, you know? Hmm. I don't know why. It, it, it kind of lends to me that purpose, you should always have, like, a purpose, like... <laughs> I don't know. You should have, like, a clear focus, a, a clear purpose from the beginning to the end, which... No. I, it's not how it is at all. Like, we all got to have our own paths. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to make triumphs. Yeah. As long as we... What's it called? Strive to be make ourselves... Uh, I don't like using the word better, but, like, striving for ourselves to be who we want to be, basically, and being who we are. This sounds, like, overly spiritual. Yeah, but I'll be honest. <clears throat> that, that, I don't know. Something that I don't understand. I actually don't understand spiritual experience. As, yeah. I, as much as I have these ideas, I don't know. I just don't... I've never really had a spiritual experience, so it's kind of hard for me to... I don't think there's any visual or realistic spiritual experience that I've experienced either. Mm. But I guess, like, I would associate it more with realisations that help me feel more grounded. Oh, like, like what's it called? Ideas that kind of just click in your head and you just go like, whoa. That, yeah. That, that's going to make my life so much better. Like, realisations that make me accept situations for what it is rather than you know trying so hard to change like change is good like change trying to change situation is good but also there's only so much you can do yeah of course and once you do the put the effort in there's no there's no need to like worry about outcomes and results because as long as you're satisfied with the effort you put in i feel like this is something that i am learning with training Mm. that and i'm this is something that I want to transfer onto my academic sort of discipline as well. Yeah. With, I don't know, running, consistency, lifting, having like structure, discipline, and then without the worry of like performance or being dissatisfied yeah. with the result, I just want to enjoy doing it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I agree. It's good. It's good to have discipline. I think it's a quite important thing. And having, like, responsibility as well. Like, having, like, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean. But, yeah. Uh, like, I've been doing rock climbing a lot. Mm. And honestly, <laughs> I think it's been, like, so fun. Like, I've just been love doing it every week. And I love having kind of, like, a certain day to do it. We usually do it Mondays. But <laughs> we're doing... We're actually going to go rock climbing after. Yeah. For this... <laughs> just, that's discipline, right? We do it no matter what. Like Yeah, exactly. Week. We do it... Yeah, all right. Sure, we're not doing it on Monday like we usually do, but we are doing it. <laughs> that's because I took a day off. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But nah, nah, it's good. It's good to have discipline, and I think even just little things like uh, what's it called. I never saw the point when I was young of making your bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like w- when I was young, I did not see the point of making your bed because I was just thinking in my head, well, all right, so it's gonna be really nice for like what eight hours and then I'm going to go back in and destroy it <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like a full circle again yeah exactly and I just didn't understand it but I think recently I've finally understood why it's good first of all it's actually quite nice to go home do a made bed 
I find it's actually quite nice. Yeah. And also it's just kind of like that discipline, having that everyday routine because, I don't know, discipline is really important, definitely. 100%. 100%. And like even just starting with the small stuff, like, I don't know. Hmm? Starting with the small stuff. Yeah. It's always like good. Like making your bed in the morning. Yeah, exercise, making your bed in the morning. Even if you're, what's it called, thinking right now, because I thought this, I'm like, uh, I'm the most undisciplined person in the world. Just starting with the small stuff. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Starting with the small stuff, doing the biggest stuff. Like, I think I started with making my bed, and now I'm kind of like rock climbing every day. And and then I'm doing other things. I'm going to start like a little photography thing. That's going to be fun. Discipline, what's helped me before is having a few non-negotiables for every day. Mm. Like, it's non-negotiable for me. I mean, the morning run or the morning walk or yeah. the morning gym sesh is a non-negotiable and i've been trying to like not open my phone as soon as i wake up <laughs> um it's a bit hard yeah, yeah, yeah. no nah, i'm kind of the same i like i scroll through facebook or my messages in the morning to see what people say <laughs> but, but yeah, also I like yeah. i i think <clears throat> it was atomic habits that introduced oh, this yeah. idea i love that, I know book. that book that's a good book um it's where you make accessibility to your bad habits harder yeah and the easier habits easier so yeah. if you keep your outfit for your morning run ready yeah at night and right in front of you you're more likely to do your run yeah I and actually, if you yeah, yeah. yeah i actually haven't even read i actually haven't read the book it's yeah. on my list to yeah. read so i've only heard about it and i've like listened to a few things about it but no, that's, that's actually really good advice <laughs> <laughs> and like if you're learning something if you're learning if you're learning if you're trying to learn the guitar, having the guitar right in front of you yeah. is more likely. It gives you better stimuli to actually practice it over the day oh, rather than sense. hiding the guitar yeah, in its yeah, yeah. cover. This is like when you're starting a habit, but mm. once you've established it, it becomes easier. And like as you keep doing the same process over and over again, you have more time to like allocate to different things. Mm, yeah, yeah, like and how so- long... I don't know how does it say how long it takes to like start a habit? I always forget. I've like I've, th- there's no set time, but I've read this random fact where you need ten thousand hours of no wait that's mastery to like master oh, something. Yeah, yeah, you I've need seen like, like hundred thousand or ten thousand. <laughs> no, not Instagram. This is like some some author or something. No, oh, okay, so it's probably. But it was on Google when I googled it. Oh, okay. And also well, there was a phase where like I went through a lot of YouTube videos on how to be a better how to be an expert in different hobbies because <laughs> I, I was so obsessed. Yeah, what what, what, hob- what hobbies do you want to be an expert in? I wanted to. I wanted to learn the guitar. Oh yeah, you're still doing that now. No, I'm not though. I'm what? not. I'm not consistent with it. Oh, what are you doing? But with fitness, yeah, <laughs> fitness is my hobby. Oh yeah. yeah. Right now, because I feel like it's only that. I mean, it's the only. It's only that because I, I'm good at it. No, that's fair. Um, about music, I guess. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's much. I want to take things more slowly, like. Yeah, process yeah, yeah, yeah. things That's, and yeah. then move on and like it's more difficult because obviously i think a, a big thing to get ahead in life or like just kind of like i don't know making life a bit easier and like kind of having like a career that you're good at is usually doing things that you're good at <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's because it, it just makes sense like it's easy like you're not going to go to uni for something that you're terrible at yeah like you're going to go to uni for something that you enjoy which is usually something that you're good at mm-hmm. yeah yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I can see how like harder things can be harder to make into a habit. Like I've been trying to 
do the piano and like properly learn French. Like, mm-hmm. oh, those things have just been taking forever. For me. <laughs> like, it's just so hard. But I don't know. I'm doing little things at a time. I'm doing little things at a time. I'll get. There. But I think like with anything, even if you want to master a new skill that you you really like, I guess it's the matter of like giving it, prioritizing it for like a solid month or so. Yeah. Like 100%. right now we've got so many priorities that it's so hard to take up a new hobby. Yeah. Like something new that you want to learn. That's why we stick to things that are easier for us yeah, that we can 100%. consistently keep Especially up at uni, with. Yeah. Oh, I guess life's always going to be easy, right? <laughs> yeah. You always have to make your own time, but that was always uh, that's another thing I learned recently. Well, not too recently, <laughs> but I'm always the kind of person that I have a bunch of ideas and I go like, "Oh, I want to do this. I want to do yeah. that. I want to do this." Like I wanted to do like all the things I wanted to do. I wanted to do like running. I wanted to start like a business to like sell like uh, ski poles randomly. Um, I, I wanted to like write a book. I want to do uh, scuba diving. I wanted to, what else? Rock climbing. I wanted yeah. to learn French. I want to do all these like tiny little things and the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> but the problem is I have all these things and then I don't do anything. <laughs> So, I don't know, thing I, the thing I've learned recently is just to really double down on one. Just yeah. focus on one, and I think you're right. I think, like, focusing it for, like, a month or even a bit longer, focusing on one, making it into a habit. Because I think that's why rock climbing has been so successful for me, because I've been really, like, just this. Mm-hmm. Just rock climbing. I'm not focusing on anything else at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, and then once you've got that into a bit more of a habit, then you can go on the next thing. I you've Like, you've naturally got more time to like allocate your other things because you're so efficient it's the same as like learning how to drive a car yeah 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 yeah. like I think. what's it called and i think it's just less mental energy as well because once something's a habit yeah you don't think about it that much it's just a habit exactly and like you even like look forward to it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so like it's less mental energy so you can put that mental energy into other things yeah yeah like i've been trying to what's it called another thing i'm pretty bad at is like just reading like reading interesting books that i've been wanting to read forever because <laughs> i read through like halfway and then i stop yeah and it's really annoying like i have these a bunch of books on my shelf that i read halfway and then i stop <laughs> <laughs> that's me with like books i buy books this is why i stop buying books because yeah, you yeah. buy it and then read the first few pages and then like mm. once yeah. i leave it i don't want to touch it again yeah but well, now yeah, with yeah. this it's kind of like good to like keep the consistency going yeah well Explain to the audience what this is. Um, the law of running. Um, <laughs> it's basically, there's a component to it which has the science behind running, which I'm really enjoying in terms of like, I guess a part of it, it is also, it's apply, it's application based for mm. me. Like I can relate it to, oh, that part, that's what it's called. Oh, that part, that's why it hurts here. Yeah. Oh, that's why my heart rate hasn't improved in the that's last cool. six months of running. Yeah. Um, and that's good that you really getting down into the details alrighty so anyway that's that's the end of the first podcast if you're listening thanks for listening we appreciate it and we hope you had a little bit of enjoyment I hope we made you think a little bit and eventually like I think this is just an idea that came through we can give an introduction on all the topics we'll talk about and then for the outro we'll just summarise it like a lecture but better yeah more entertaining more more entertaining entertaining, like mind maps but but, but, but like (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening.